When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Bird Show. So she meets a guy that's out of town on a business trip. No, he hasn't ghosted her, but his FaceTime locations have her asking, is this shady or not? Hi. Um, like... We met at a work conference, and, you know, obviously it was out of state. We're from different states. And we went on a couple of dates, and I know they were dates because we made out both times. And so we switched numbers. We've been talking and texting. And when we FaceTime, it's always during the day. And when I try to FaceTime him at night, like, he won't answer. Like, he'll decline the call, and he'll call me back, like, 10 or 15 minutes later, like, from his car. And I just think it's, like, weird because every time we FaceTime, he's, like, in his office or like out of his house or in his car. And I've just never seen the inside of his house. And I don't know. I like thought it was weird. And I asked my friend and she was like, well, you should just like be blunt with him. But like, I tried looking at his social media and I couldn't really get like a vibe from that. Cause he doesn't post enough. So I'm just like, I don't know. Is it weird? It feels weird. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> Abby, let's go to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I said, <laughs> I said this earlier in the show, and, and I stand by this. I think what we have to take the red flags and just see them as what they are. You see this as something that's, gonna, uh, that's going to... <laughs> that's you, you know it's something that's not great you, but it's not proof at the end of the day. So I, I honestly think like... It's a little shady, but I don't necessarily think that that means anything like nefarious is going on. That didn't make a lot of sense. I did it. I know it did. <laughs> um, I, I, this, this feels kind of obvious to me. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how Mo feels. <laughs> you said it. The more I'm thinking about it, you and I are the only ones that like this job. <laughs> it's why we've been here so long. Right? We can't leave each other at this point. No, we can't. Okay. Anyway. Oh, man. Um, yeah, this feels kind of obvious to me. This is one of those things where I feel like you may try to convince yourself that it's something that is different, but it's not. I mean, if he's not finding a way to FaceTime you at night and he's always only available in the daytime and he has to go to his car, that's the really telling one for me. Every time that it's in the evening, I would bring it up and be completely blunt about why can you not seem to FaceTime at night from your home? Oh, man. I mean, again, it's th- this has only been two weeks, right? Yeah. Okay, so there, there couldn't have been that many FaceTimes. Mm-hmm. I think you give it another week, all right? So as far as shady, I, I, can't, I can't commit to shady yet. I think you give it another week, and maybe he has, like, a really annoying roommate, and he just doesn't want his roommate, like, he doesn't want to be on FaceTime in his apartment with his roommate, you know what I mean? So, um, 
I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, or the roommate's a woman. I don't. I would. Right. I, I would. Or, or his wife. Yeah. <laughs> we got there. That's what I'm worried about, though. Okay, but you haven't seen anything on social media. He and like, if it's just the FaceTime, I don't think that's shady enough to completely ditch the dude, right? So I would continue to talk to him. I would try. Uh, like just slyly to get him to FaceTime you from within the confines of his home. And if in the next week, be like, hey, I would you give me a tour of your place? I'll show you where I live. Mm. I think that's totally reasonable considering you guys live in different states. Be like, I would love to see um, your place. Can you give me a tour? And then if he refuses... Oof. I think th- I think that's your in, but give it a, that that it's it's too soon to do that because you guys are only two weeks in. Give it three weeks and be like, I'm really curious, like what your place looks like. Can you give me a tour? Okay, so don't get freaked out if he says yes. I don't mind doing that, but give me 20 minutes because if somebody did that to me immediately, I, I, some of the rooms are going to be a mess and yes, I'd be embarrassed yeah. by that. Right, but 20 minutes is all you need. If he says give me 2 days, then you got a problem. Also, let me ask you this question. Have you guys actually talked on the phone from his apartment? Is it just the FaceTime or have you talked? Like we talk, but you know, like you're on a phone with somebody you don't know exactly where they are. Like I could be anywhere right now. Is it brief though? Are the conversations like quick or are they long conversations? Yeah, they're they're usually like pretty long. Like, you know, we talk for like over an hour sometimes. I mean, if he's talking from his place, I think you're safe. Angela doesn't think so. She thinks it's a shady. Hey, Angela. I love y'all's advice. Normally, I'm like right on board with y'all, but let's get to it. Tommy, hunt the boy down. (laughs) Hunt him down and figure it out. We ain't got time for this. Give him a week. We're too old for this. (laughs) (laughs) So you think this is shady? Oh, shady. Oh, yeah. Have I mean, you, you might as well put an umbrella on it. It's shady. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been in this situation before that you're so sure that this is shady? Oh, no. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't find herself in these that. situations anyway. No. Because she ain't got time for that. All right. So, Regina, I think uh, Kristen's probably on to something. Go ahead. Next time you guys are on, go, hey, I want to see your, your place. Ask for a tour. Ask for a tour. See what he says. And then give us a call back, okay? Okay. Right. I got it. Bye-bye. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. I'm so glad 2023 is over. Not because, you know, we're onto a new year and onto things, but 2023. I feel like was the year of all of the big celeb couples breaking up. I felt like one week after another, we were getting a headline of a divorce we didn't see coming or a breakup from people who've been together for forever. So um, Sofia Vergara, she was a part of that. And she's now coming out and actually revealing what led to her divorce to Joe Manganiello. Basically, she said it came down to age and what they wanted in life. In a new interview with Spanish newspaper El País, she revealed that they weren't on the same page when it came to experience expanding their family. She said, my marriage broke up because my husband was younger. He wanted to have kids and I didn't want to be an old mom. I feel like it's not fair to the baby. I respect whoever does it, but that's not for me anymore. How do you not have that discussion yeah. before you get married? I was going to say, it feels like a cop out to me. <laughs> because like she has, um, she had a child young and she has a son that's in his twenties. He's gorgeous, just like his mama. Um, and he may be older than that. I'm not hundred percent sure, but like, before the two of you marry, like she obviously knew she has her her, her child. She, mm-hmm. she doesn't want another one. She's so why would you get married? First of all, those two 
should it should be mandatory that they make a new kids. They're both too beautiful. The government should step in and go, you guys, you two right there, <laughs> you got your crap together and you're really good looking to have more kids. Um, that's a conversation you obviously have to have beforehand. And he, I mean, and going into this relationship, like she with her ex, if I'm remembering the story correctly and I have the right person, she has frozen embryos and she was fighting for those with her ex because he wanted them. And she's like, no, like you can't do anything with those like no more kids. So if all that's happening and you're with mm. like, so Joe knows unless he, he was like, he was cool with it. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, I, I, I do want a kid. Mm-hmm. And he changed his <clears throat> mind and obviously she's not going to. And then that's why the whole thing imploded. I'm also going to challenge you on the first thing you said there. And I know today is a day that you shouldn't be challenged on anything based on what we did earlier this morning. <laughs> um, but I think that when you look back at the year and you're like, oh, there were so many celebrity breakups last year, more than that. It's only because they were the latest ones. I just looked up 2022 celebrity breakups. There were 51 of them. In 2022. Okay. But I think because it's two years ago, we don't remember those. We just remember the ones from last year, you know? Well, I think it's because the couples that did break up were so iconic. I mean, sure, there may be a lot of C-list celeb breakups, but it's not necessarily front page news. But like when Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn break up, I mean, that's huge. Also, Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello. I mean, these are A-listers. How about Tom Brady and Giselle? Exactly. That's oh, but that was 2022? <laughs> <laughs> but there were more. So it was, it was, it just felt like a lot and a lot at once. So that was just, that was my take on 2023. 2024 is the year of love. So. Today is the day to debate with Abby. Anything you want to debate with Abby, you are going to win. <laughs> Anything you say. <laughs> Please don't. I feel like I'm lifting very heavy mental weight. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying not to slip out a swear word. Okay, Ken Jennings says that Emma Stone would make a good Jeopardy contestant. So this happened a couple weeks ago. Emma Stone said that she felt like she would do really well on Jeopardy. She says she applies every June and that she doesn't want to do celeb Jeopardy. She wants to do it like the regular folk. That's my favorite uh, show. That's well, my dream. You know, I apply every June. And nothing? I no, never got a celebrity? Like, no, no, I'm I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be. No, you, you wanna so I, I don't I don't want to go on Celebrity oh, Jeopardy. I want I really want to like earn Jeopardy. my stripes. No, I would no. like to go on Real Jeopardy. So what she really is saying, like, I want to go up against intelligent people, not intelligent celebrities. <laughs> there are some very intelligent celebrities. <laughs> That's what she is saying. Yeah. She's like, I want the kid that went to MIT, you know, right. <laughs> you know, not like a celeb. But Ken Jennings actually said that Emma would make a really good contestant. She just has to keep on trying until she gets it. Yeah, she says she wants to be, and she doesn't want to be on Celebrity. She wants to be on, like, real original recipe Jeopardy. We would take her at a heartbeat. No, I think she would have to go through the same tests. I think she might have a leg up, though. She's probably pretty good on camera. I just don't see why they wouldn't pick her. It's Emma Stone or like a normie. I yeah. don't know. What's going to do better for ratings? That's brave. I don't want no part of Jeopardy. No. Mm-mm. Man, you feel so justified and validated when you get one right, even if it's the $100 one. <laughs> even if it take you two years to get one. <laughs> All right, he got sent to the hospital after an insect bite. I'll tell you what actor said. It made him feel like he was having a heart attack on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, let's chew on a couple of videos that have gone viral over the course of the last week and have a little debate about it. First of all, there's the woman that says, you can't blame your man for being attracted to another woman. 
You just can't get jealous when your man is attracted to another woman. Let me explain. The shapes of a woman's body is telling his brain that this creature can support a human child. It is just a biological response that is embedded into all of us to ensure the survival of the human race. The ability to see it this way completely takes the power away from that attraction. As long as they're not taking action on that attraction, then there's no reason for you to have to feel jealousy. Ladies, where do you stand on that? <laughs> I think that's fine. Um, I actually, I asked my mom about this question oh, um, years back, and I was like, how, well, how do you feel about dad, you know, finding another woman attractive? Because my um, my mom and my dad have such a good relationship. Like, the thought that my dad might, like, you know, find somebody else interesting or attractive would be so foreign to me. But my mom was so cool about it. She's like, he's a dude. Of course he's going to find another woman attractive. In fact, I would be a little bit more concerned mm-hmm. if he didn't find women attractive. So I think it's totally fine. What are we talking about? Like, a glance and like, oh, she's pretty. That? Yeah, like a noticing or, yeah. you know, a brief admiration. Yeah, you don't need to tell me, though. Like, right. I, like I'd prefer if, if you do that when we're not together, like if you notice other people's attractiveness or whatever... Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're all visual creatures to an extent, men more so than women. Um, so I, I don't have an issue with my husband finding other women attractive. He don't need to tell me about it though. Okay. Then you don't need to ask either. Cause there are women that will do that. Hey, oh, I've never done that. Do you that. think Blank is pretty? Yeah. She's attractive. I don't think I've done oh, that. Oh, so she's your type and I'm not? <laughs> he once told me. He, he, here's the problem. So with with my little with with my little brain, um, little being the operative word there. So he once told me that he found Lisa Loeb cute. Like he found her attractive. And I have never forgotten that. And we don't look anything like a little more now that I have to wear glasses. But and I was like, well, why? What does he find attractive about me if he's attractive to her? And I just I got in my head about it. So if you want to find other people attractive, that's fine. I just don't want to know about it. So what I saw in the comments um, of this video that seemed to be debated heavily was yes, like men obviously are going to find other women attractive, but you can't keep it to yourself. Whereas uh, and women, there are women that don't ask and don't want to know. But it seems like a lot of the time when a man does have that moment of noticing that another woman is attractive, if he doesn't hide it very well, Mm. the woman might see it. And she's saying that even in those moments, you should not be jealous because it's a natural thing that a man does and doesn't even realize he's doing. Okay, so let's go with that scenario because I think that's more debatable right there. Um, So there you are, Cassie, you guys, uh, you and Chad are on a walk or whatever, right? You're in the park and some hottie in her um, yoga pants jogs by and his natural reaction is to take a, a quick look no I'm, I'm not down with that now like looking at her and being like she's hot and registering literally zero issues whatsoever because yeah like Kristen said we're visual creatures and I would be there's no way one person can fit every single like stereotype that people like if I think about the celebs that I like all the guys look different so I would assume the same for my husband it's when you take action and that is a head turn, a like on an Instagram post. You've registered she's hot, and now you're staring up and down a little too long following her. Mm. That's when I tend to take issue because it's not the fact that you saw someone else was hot. It's the fact now that you're engaging and you're lingering on it. And if you're next to me, I feel like that's super disrespectful. You agree with that, Abby? Well, it's like, yeah, you want you you want him to acknowledge that other people are attracted, but at the same time, you want him to be like disgusted at the idea of of 
um, of having other interests. Like, oh no, I would never. Like, I only have eyes for Cassie. I fe- I think sometimes that gray area helps us to feed into our delusion a little bit because I, f- I find other dudes attractive too. Well, I'd be the same way. I think guys would be the same way. You're walking down the street with your lady and a dude jogs by without a shirt on and she turns around and looks at him or is checking out his abs, checking out his ass as he goes by. Dude's going to be just as offended. Yeah, you might as well keep drawing with him. Yeah, yep. Y'all, y'all, y'all jogging together now. <laughs> there's, just, there's a level of respect not only yeah. for your partner but also the person who's just existing mm-hmm. in, in, in this world, in this universe. Like, people are not to be ogled and objectified, and that's why we don't like the cat calling and things of that nature. Like, it's one thing to notice. It's one thing. It's another thing to gawk. Exactly. Leah says, Leah says this is a learned behavior. Hey, Leah. Hey, yeah, Christian just said what I was going to say. Like, if you are living in this world, if you are a professional working in the workforce or going to the grocery store, you need to learn to not undress people with your eyes. And almost every woman I know, we've we've had that experience once in our life. It's it's just not appropriate. It's creepy. Totally. And it makes the other person feel uncomfortable. Yeah, so I, I think there's, I wouldn't even say there's, del- there's a delicate boundless. I wouldn't even say there's a fine line. Like, you know when you're being respectful and you know when you're being creepy. Get it. The Bird Show. So the comments on this other video that we're going to talk about here were so judgy, so judgy. All she wants is her husband to knock on the door before he enters her room, right? Yeah, so this was um, on Reddit, and this is what the husband posted, and I wanted us to debate it. So he posted on Reddit about a year ago. My 38-year-old wife, he's 44, suggested us getting separate bedrooms since she had a lot of trouble sleeping together. Uh, So she had a lot of trouble sleeping together and it would allow us to have our own privacy. I was initially not a big fan of the idea because I thought it would affect our relationship and our connection. But after talking about it for a few months, I reluctantly agreed. She also suggested that we needed to respect each other's privacy by knocking on each other's doors before entering. So for about a year now, we have had our own bedrooms, and to my surprise, I have been enjoying it a lot. We still sleep together a few times a week, but do spend the majority of the nights separately. I've really enjoyed the privacy and having the opportunity to unwind by myself without having to worry about anything else. But my wife, on the other hand, doesn't seem to be enjoying it as much. She has started spending more nights with me in my bedroom, which is fine, but she has now started acting like we don't have any agreements at all. At first, she was very adamant about knocking on each other's doors before entering each other's rooms and would frequently call me out on it if I didn't. But now she started acting like my separate bedroom is her bedroom and she doesn't knock before entering my room like we agreed to. Then came the hurt and anger. When I called her out on it, she got really emotional and angry with me. She told me that I didn't care about her and I didn't want to have her around anymore. She also said that it really hurt her feelings, but I just referred to all the rules she had made up that it's gotten her really upset. So she wants, you know, he's saying she wants her cake and she wants to eat it too. She has her own room. Uh He has to knock. But now it's not like they have separate bedrooms. It's like they have a joint bedroom and she has her own room. (laughs) And he is requesting that she, if he has to knock Mm -hmm. before entering her room, Mm -hmm. then she should have to knock before entering his. Totally agree with that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, First of all, I don't have a problem with the separate rooms. In fact... I've been very vocal in saying I'm actually thinking about separate houses the next time that uh, I get into a committed relationship. I don't know that I can live with somebody again. The separate rooms thing doesn't bother me. I saw all these comments saying, look, you're not, you don't have a marriage. You have a roommate situation. I don't agree with that. And I think it's just polite. If a door is closed, you knock on it. I, I don't know why, but as I'm thinking about this and I 
always been an advocate for space and privacy in relationships. I don't think we have enough in the majority of relationships. And I'm, there's a lot of times when I'm, like, in my studio room, and if my lady is over, she'll knock, and I always tell her, like, you don't have to do that. But mm-hmm. she'll do it because she doesn't know if I'm recording. She doesn't want to disrupt me. But it, it would feel different to me for some reason if we had the space and you just knocked because you wanted to or, if, like, if I enforced it. Like, if she enforced, don't come into my room without knocking first, it would bother me, and I don't know why. Yeah, it would bother me, too. Really? Like, this, yeah. The, the separate bedrooms, I get, but to me, it feels like you're hiding something. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know why, but it just doesn't. And I guess because, I mean, this this arrangement would not work for me, right? Like, this is just, this is not my bag. Um, and my husband and I, to some, are a little too open around each other. But, yeah, the idea of having to knock before I walk into a bedroom in my own home... Nah, man. That's, okay. that's not going to, that's not going to. How about it. when Jimmy gets older and his door is closed? Will you knock before you enter his room? Because mm-hmm. I knock on my kid's door. What? Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There, I think there's an age. I think. <sighs> Mine's more of a knock and then a push. So it's not like a knock. I'm waiting for him to go, come on in. It's a knock like I'm coming in. Okay. Just just so I'm clear. All right. My parents did that. Yeah. Okay. When he's a teenager, yes. Anything younger than that, no. Okay. I think these separate rooms are great because I wouldn't look at it as a room in my house. I would look at it as my spouse's room in their sanctuary. And for me, like, and we've talked about this on the show and you and I, Bert, I think feel the same in a lot of ways. I like to be independent. So Mm. if that's my space... That's mine. Just because we got married doesn't mean you get to have access to me 24-7, every single part of my life all the time. Now, I'll share it with you. But just knowing that if I wanted to have 1% privacy, I could. And I'm not doing anything weird. Like, Mm -hmm. my husband could have access to the entire room at all times. Like, it's not like it's a no-entry zone. But just the knock indicates to me that, like, hey, you respect me as a person and you respect my privacy. And that's what would work for us. But I could see it not working for everyone. Like, I'm I'm about to call myself out because I'm really trying to dig as to why it would bother me so much. And like search like where where this is coming from and why I feel strongly about this. And I'm wondering if it's because I'm the breadwinner. And I'm like, ooh, damn. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I, I hadn't thought of that at all. Like, so, whoever, so whoever makes the most money gets gets the I'm freedom calling, of knocking yeah. on the door because it's whoever your makes, house. Not whoever, you bought it. not whoever makes the most money, but because I'm like, I this. That my this, I pay the mortgage. <laughs> I should be able to walk anywhere Ooh. I want to in this house. <laughs> I would not have gone there. <laughs> I oh, I'm totally calling myself out because I'm trying to get to like why this would irk me so oh. much. I also come with a lot of baggage because every man <laughs> I dated prior to my husband cheated on me. So there's that layer of issue as well. So, you know, I, I trust him implicitly. And I think it's also a thing like I don't like somebody telling me what to do or what I can't do. Mm. And so... I think it's like a just an amalgamation of everything. Huh. Do you feel there's maybe a tiny bit of rejection there too? Like why would you not let me access all of your life? Like I am your spouse. We chose to be together and now you're shutting me off from part of it. Yeah. So I feel rejected in a way. Like I'm not allowed inside the club. Yeah. Because yeah. then what happens if you knock and they go, give me 20 minutes. For what? <laughs> <laughs> what you need it for? Hey, I'm on with my lover. 
Uh, can, can you just give me a couple of minutes to wrap it up? Now, what if they are locking the door? Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's a different situation. Yeah, no. nope. yeah. Nope. that so feels we're all like against locking the door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that feels like they're hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays, and I've been telling you for years. It's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or anniversary, May I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match, and I got to enjoy delicious wine, and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base, because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. Get it? The Bird Show. Why do women do this? Why do they ask us these loaded questions? I know why. Because you're feeling insecure in the moment, so you ask a silly question and guys panic. We answer with the first thing that comes to our mind, and it's, it's a losing proposition. Like, you're sitting there on the couch, you're Netflix and chilling, you're having a glass of wine, and she looks over and she's something like, when I die, how long would it take for you to date again? <laughs> and it, it just freaking comes out of nowhere, right? If I died, which one of my friends would you be most attracted to? <sighs> run, run. Wow, you don't answer that. <laughs> so, Mo, I got this email that was specifically for me, but let me ask you, and other men listening also, what your advice would be in this situation, because I think I know what he was trying not to say. Okay? Okay. Bert, I'm sending this to you because you seem to be the most honest when it comes to how men really think. Well, that's because I'm not attached and Mo is. (laughs) (laughs) There's hell to pay for him. For me, not so much. So I have a very confusing question to run by you because at first I was hurt and I'm still not sure how to process what my boyfriend said to me. I'll admit it. I was drunk and fishing for a compliment when I asked him if I was the most beautiful woman he's ever dated. Oh, okay, come on, man. I there- do this. Really? No, oh, don't. the fish for compliments? Oh, yeah. What's the last one you did? Oh, man. These might be fun. Uh, you're going to have to give me a minute to think about it. Okay. I can't think of it off the, top of, a he- off the top of my head, but sometimes instead of asking a question like that, 
I'll like be harsh on myself or I'll say something about myself, um, be critical of myself. And then I look at him to like be like, no, babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look great. And That's then, what you're hoping for him. And he goes, yes. yeah, well, maybe you're not getting enough sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or I say it and then he looks at me and he taps his air, you know, his air bud. He's like, what? That's a smart man. I don't hear you. Right? Well, even, even in this one right here, even though this is a ridiculously insecure question to ask and you're only fishing for a compliment, there is no answer except one in a case like this if you're a guy and you're not thinking about it if it's me um there's only one answer which is yes yes and i yeah i've been told that women love honesty and want you to be completely honest yeah i don't believe that no i've never believed that <laughs> right not one bit and then they'll call you out on it like if you say yes they'll be like uh-uh yep. i know you're lying yep. because you were dating blank and she's prettier than me it's a no win but i mean imagine asking this question to tom brady Am I the most beautiful woman you've ever dated? He says yes. No matter what. No matter what. Yes. He dated a supermodel. So what? So? Giselle Bunchen married a supermodel. Doesn't nope. matter. Doesn't matter. She can't touch you with my eyes. That's right. All right, so this is where I think this dude was going also, okay? Again, the question is, um, am I the most beautiful woman that you have ever dated? Keep in mind, he was drunk too, and the answer lingered a little longer than I would have liked. <laughs> He then said, overall, there is no question. Yes. I'm not mad at the linger, though. The because, linger? Yes, because if you answer it too quickly, it can come off very disingenuous. You're yeah. not even thinking about it. You're just saying yes to get me out of your face. But you let it linger a little bit as if you're actually thinking about it and pondering, and then you come back with the only answer, which is yes. Okay, I'm in the other camp on this. It's an immediate yes, and it's not even a question. Yes, 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 yes. I like the linger. Yeah, okay. you know, I think if a woman is an overthinker, she'll sort of see that quick yes as, like, disingenuous. All right, so let's not focus on the wrong thing here. His answer is, overall, there is no question. Yes, overall, I think, is the key word here, okay? She said, I let it go, but was a little confused, but not confused enough to actually ask him what that meant. I don't want to seem that insecure, so I don't want to go back and ask him what he meant. You have any insight that can clear this up for me? Again, the quote is, overall, there is no question. She says, so what does that mean? I, I wouldn't have used overall because it leaves room for exactly what we're discussing now. <laughs> but he did. But he did. And I, I think what he was saying is if we're talking about everything, the entire package of beauty, because it's more than just, oh. you know what I mean? It's more than just one thing. Like it's a beauty is a package. So if we're talking about the entire package, you compare it to everyone else, there's no question you're the one. So essentially, that's exactly what my answer was also. So really what he is saying is, I've dated somebody physically prettier than you. But the over, but she was a beast inside. But the overall package of beauty within and on the outside, no question. The overall package, you're the most beautiful. But he's also saying, physically, I might have done better in the past. That's, I mean, that's an assumption, but it's a strong one. 
That That's probably what he meant. I think it leaves room for interpretation. Like, it, he could be like, well, that girl had a really nice butt. She was hot. But, like, overall, you're the prettiest. Like, even though he's silently kind of like, oh, yeah, well, that girl was really great boobs. So maybe. But I think, it, I think it's actually leaning in her favor. So an algorithm for you is like he is quickly doing a body scan of her and a body scan yeah. of somebody else and go, okay, well, my ex had better boobs, but your ass and stomach are better. <laughs> so I'm going to go with you on this one. Listen, I was told that I, when when I got advice on what to do with the dating apps and what photos to post, girls think, oh, I'll just put like a selfie. But guys want to see the whole body because we know what you're mm-hmm. looking at. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. The Burt Show. All right, Cassie, am I the a-hole? Is he the a-hole for blowing up at his family over the way his girlfriend dresses? And I'm going to give a quick kid warning because we're going to be talking about some female body parts. He writes, I'm 29 and I've been with my girlfriend who's 27 for five years. And I honestly think she's the one. And I've recently often thought about popping the question. However, a recent family gathering has made tensions high between our families. While attending my brother, who's 26, it was his girlfriend's birthday party at their house. My mother and my brother brought me to the kitchen and confronted me and told me that my girlfriend needs to dress more modestly and that they have a problem with her not wearing a bra. I'm not sure if it's because she's my longtime girlfriend, but even though she only weighs around 160 pounds, her not wearing a bra has never stuck out to me before, and I hadn't even really noticed it until they pointed it out to me. My mom told me that my girlfriend's breasts are too big for her to not wear a bra and that even her boyfriend has commented on it before, saying that when she's in the room and because she's not wearing a bra, that's the only thing you can look at. My brother then confessed to me that his girlfriend also has a problem with this and it's caused multiple fights between the two of them because she's afraid my brother's eyes will wander and she's secretly afraid he likes overweight girls. So it's the women that have a beef with this so Mm -hmm, far? Okay. mm -hmm. I never thought of my girlfriend as overweight. I just thought for her height she looked about average in in build for her weight. After hearing them say this, I couldn't help but feel angry on her behalf. My girlfriend has mentioned to me offhandedly before she doesn't like wearing bras because they make her chest feel very tight and uncomfortable. And so I simply told my mom and brother, okay. I then went out to the party from the kitchen where we'd been talking. I got my girlfriend and we left. A few minutes after I got home, my brother called me asking why I had left. And I let him know exactly how I felt about their little talk with me. That I didn't think my girlfriend's body shape or the way she dresses is anyone's business. And that if people wanted to be creepy and stare at her, that wasn't her fault. My mom then got on the phone and told me that my girlfriend needs to have respect for other people and self-respect when she dresses herself. Mind you, my girlfriend had been been wearing a t-shirt and jeans to this birthday party that her weight and body makes people uncomfortable and she should dress to accommodate that. I then told them how important I think it is for my girlfriend to be comfortable in the clothes she's wearing and if she can't be comfortable around my family, then we don't need to see them anymore. My brother and mom started to scream at me over the phone, which evolved into a screaming match between the three of us. I don't think I'm in the wrong, but I want a second opinion in case I'm being dramatic or brash. So, am I the a-hole for blowing up on my mom and brother after they said they don't like the way my girlfriend dresses? Yeah. Abby. Well, I think to some extent, like it's kind of honorable that you that you stood up for your girlfriend. I actually think it's very honorable because I think it's one thing to notice and feel uncomfortable anytime you see something that would be um, eye catching. Like I think if anybody walked in here with huge boobs and uh, no bra, I think we all would notice. But I don't think it's appropriate to then ask somebody to to change just because it's not hurting anybody. It's just something that you find uncomfortable to look at. 
Yeah, I don't I don't personally think he's being yeho here. I would think my family was being weird if I was in his situation. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels like why are y'all paying that much attention to her to where it is bothering y'all this much? I mean, there's a certain way. I feel like you kind of look at your family's significant other, and if you are looking at them in a way that is bothering you like this, I would think my family was being the weirdos. Yeah, funnily enough, there is um, somebody that's not like immediately related but within the family and she chooses not to wear a bra and she's a little older so puppies aren't sitting as high anymore but um it it was noticed but that's her preference and nobody said anything to her nobody said anything to her husband like if if that's how you want to roll them puppies around then that's how you want to roll them puppies around yeah i think we're totally in agreement uh i think this guy should be lifted up for having his ladies back and her boobs uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she doesn't need a, a support bra when she's got this kind of support at home Aww. that should be a t-shirt <laughs> yeah i should be i think he should be praised for this mm-hmm. uh i'm with mo that they're the ones acting a little on the strange side um cassie i am interested to see your opinion on this Oh, I think he is a treasure and a keeper. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He stood by his partner against his family. And I'm not saying you need to pick sides, but his family was being irrational and he had his partner's back and said, her comfort matters. It's not hurting anyone. Y'all need to back off. Her body is no one's business. And I just find that very refreshing because I think it's hard to go against your family as well to support somebody who is quote unquote an outsider, especially when you're not married. All right. So let me follow up with this. What if there were kids around? It's, they're just boobs. Doesn't yeah. matter. No. They're, what are, I mean, like, here's the thing. They're worried because of the adult men yeah. not being able to control themselves. That's why the mom is worried that her boyfriend's looking at it. And then the brother is worried because his girlfriend says, you can't stop looking at it. Boobs are just boobs. Like, who cares if you see a little, like, and I went, hanging out? I wouldn't tell her either because then I should no. be self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Actor Jamie Dornan says an insect sent him to the hospital with heart attack symptoms. But before we get to that story, I want to talk about Love on the Spectrum. Have you all seen that show yet? Not yet, but I was on Netflix and the trailer played for it. So I got to see a little bit of the trailer. So I haven't seen the show in its entirety, but I keep seeing all these clips pop up on my TikTok that might just have me convinced to see the show. So if you've never heard of it, it's seven adults with autism that dive into a headlong headlong into a dating group to explore the unpredictable world of romance, tackling misconceptions and both about themselves and how they want to live. Tommy, didn't you tell us that one of our engineers has a kid who's on the show? Yeah, Brian. Well, his wife's on the show. Oh, his wife's on the show. She's a very active spokesperson when it comes to autism. Okay. Gina. Uh, is her name. She's on the show. I was going to say, that sounded weird that his wife would be on the show. That, <laughs> hey, you're exposing her for being on the spectrum, and she's married. No, she's she's big-time spokesperson <laughs> when it comes to all She should not be dating. Okay, <laughs> thank you for clarifying. <laughs> well, a lot of people are describing watching it as sort of saying, you know, this is pretty much just neurotypical people dating, but if they had a truth serum. So there's one girl on the show. Her name is Danny. She's just being real about how she wants somebody with money. I want somebody with a career who can win good bucks, good salary. I need somebody who's financially secure, who can maintain a company. Yeah. You know what a gold digger is? Gold digger means they're trying to look for guys who are rich. Is that you? Pretty much. She's being real about what they want. And there's this another person on the show, and his, his name is Tanner, and he is talking about how long he's been single. I've been single for a very long time, since I've been on Earth. 
since I was born. If you were to say on a scale of one to ten, how important it is for you to find love, what number would you choose? I would choose twelve. Oh. He's a 12 out of 10. And they're also very clear about what they are not looking for. I realized that, like, oh, um, you have to be attracted to somebody. You know, I've never thought a man really looked that good. <laughs> hey, real talk for a second. When it comes to these kind of TV shows or these kind of TikToks or Instagrams, do you guys have like the slightest bit of awkwardness watching them. Like there's this girl that has Tourette's that uh, I follow religiously on Instagram and she shares her tics and when she talks, she'll go in a million different directions that are really, really funny, right? And she's clearly doing it to not, to A, because it's funny, but B, also educate. But is there any part of you guys like watching a show like this or a TikTok like that is like a little bit awkward about it? No, because no? I feel, I so firmly believe that um, exposure leads to understanding. Understanding understanding leads to empathy, and that just leads to a better society overall. Mm -hmm. And I think they're willingly, if it was somebody like hidden camera filming them, then that would be a completely different vibe. But the fact that they are putting themselves out there on their own terms, on their own accord, in order to educate and let other people know, like, hey, this is my life, and you don't have to be scared of it. And um, the it just, it, it gives you a better understanding, which will give you more empathy for those around you. And I think that is just so invaluable. How about micro wrestlers, little people wrestlers that have a reality TV show that are based out of Pigeon Forge? Where, is, where, is this what? Is real? <laughs> is it a real thing? And it's real good. <laughs> It's real good. I ain't finding stuff. <laughs> is that the one where they go down the line and they introduce themselves? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll and it's like that. a big old thing in Pigeon Forge right yeah. now. But oh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> no clue. Would you say the same thing? If if the, it's, it's a it's a real league for little people to okay. be wrestling in. If 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 they if they are doing this and they are putting that out there and that is their choice, then sure, let the education begin and pick <laughs> <in> yours. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is why kids shouldn't be able to watch R-rated movies. So, an old interview that resurfaced of Ryan Gosling, he was in the first grade and he admitted that he ended up getting suspended from school after he did something that was featured in an R-rated movie. So he had just seen Sylvester. Stallone's first blood and I guess it just really impacted him on such a deep level that he started throwing knives at some of his <laughs> classmates and that's how he got suspended from Wait, the school. That story is true? Yeah, yeah, it's on the, the prep sheet so oh. I'm going to assume they're not <laughs> lying to us. How old was he at the time? First grade. Because well, yeah, I, 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 I saw that story on social media and I thought somebody had just made that up as like a joke or something satirical. I didn't realize it was real. No, no. He, was, he was that dumb. <laughs> just launching I've got his direct quotes right here. They say it's they say it's him. I just believe what the internet says. No, I mean for sure. I just yeah, I saw the headline and I thought it was like the onion or some satirical website or something making stuff up about how Ryan Gosling used to throw knives at people. I guess not. Well for more stories at the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. The Burt Show. I don't know that I disagree in its entirety with our intern Kylie's friend who thinks that you should never get a gift for a dude for Valentine's Day. Yeah, so I was talking with a girlfriend the other day about Valentine's and how we were so excited mm -hmm. and like how we want to do the perfect date. We were just really thinking about ourselves and what we wanted. And I was like, well, what should I get my boyfriend? And my friend was like, nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nothing? Mm -hmm. She's like, Valentine's Day is for the women. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, really? But love, Valentine's Day is about love, and love's a two-way street, right? Well, that's, that's what the, I thought. Well, that's the PC thing to say, but let's be but honest. But then that's not fair to lesbians, because then they both have to get a gift, and like, <laughs> the straight women are getting off scot-free. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many problems with that. that. So, much. so the justification just is that, that this, is for, this is a holiday for women, and dudes shouldn't care one way or the other. Yeah, or like, I don't know, she made it sound like, you know... We're women. We do a lot of amazing things, so they should give us amazing gifts on Valentine's Day and okay. holidays. Well, <laughs> a man could also argue that they do amazing things also right. in the relationship, and they should get an equal amount of presents, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. <laughs> men are just so much harder to shop for than men. Or w- men are harder to shop for than women. Like, I see my mom do this all the time. Like, she's like, what about your dad? Like, there's there's nothing that he's really going to appreciate. Because I think on Valentine's Day, the common cop-out gift is just give your lady flowers. And there's really no guy equivalent for flowers. Well, I mean, let's be 100% honest with each other here, okay? Forget about being politically correct. This is a holiday mostly for women, right? Correct. Guys don't really care. I mean... I feel awkward talking about, like, sex in front of the interns for some reason. But really what guys want is, okay, you know what I would want? A card and naked. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's my Valentine's Day right there. Have you guys gotten, like, a Valentine's Day gift you remember that you thought was thoughtful and you appreciated? No. Never? No. Not that I not that I can remember. I'm sure I have. I just can't recall it. Really? I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> for me, like, something's... I, 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 can you leave? No. 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 Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about sex I'm in front an of adult. our interns. I, I can handle it. It's her <laughs> um, It's just, yeah, for me, it's just like if the night ends, if I put together like a nice night where we go out, we have some champagne, we have a nice dinner or something, if it ends in something that I would like physically, for me, that's a great Valentine's Day. Or maybe we can do that before we go out so you can eat whatever you want. Yeah. And, not have to worry, and not have to worry about it. So as a guy, there's like nothing that you value that like some guys like jewelry some guys love their car. There's nothing in your life that if a woman went out her way to get you a gift in that area that you would feel like, wow, appreciative. Words in a car would mean, words in a card, I should say, would mean more to me than anything else. I don't need anything physical. Look, if I want something, I go out and I get it, right? Give me words, tell me how you're really feeling, and then give me sex. (laughs) (laughs) Words in the booty. (laughs) I feel like you're unique in that you, if you have something, you'll go get it for yourself. Not everyone does that. And our foremother, Susan B. Anthony, did not fight for women's rights and equality (laughs) for this sexist take to exist. (laughs) Men deserve gifts too. And I actually saw something very like all jokes aside, kind of profound the other day, and it was the first time that men receive flowers is at their funeral because nobody ever gets them that sort of stuff. Like men, yeah, you may not want the flowers or mm-hmm. like the the gushy gushy stuff, but y'all deserve gifts too. You guys deserve to have your partners think about you, put thought into gifts, random acts of love. Like y'all deserve it as well. And I don't personally like the take that only women get to receive that and men don't. I think it's got to be a two way street. Well, I think you're using your woman's mind to interpret what a guy is going to want. I Listen, think we're going to want... I gave Chad a bouquet of candied bacon with baby's breath in it and that man was over the moon. That's awesome. <laughs> you got to know what your man wants yeah, though. Like, yeah. what is his love language? Right? Bacon. But- <laughs> Bart's is saving money. <laughs> that's, that's a gift for him. Don't get him anything. We'd be so stoked if we didn't buy anything. <laughs> Do you subscribe to this also? So for me, I mean, I've, I've never been in this position. I've never had anybody on Valentine's Day, just very chronically single. But like, I would like to think that if I actually came for a man, I would get him a gift. Like, I think that's, I 
I'm a big proponent in the fact that I think your relationship has to be a two-way street effort-wise. And I think guys think that they, they don't want gifts, but it's kind of like compliments. I think when you get one out of nowhere and they're not expecting it, it's something they appreciate because it's not something that happens all the time. If you are going to give me a gift on Valentine's Day that's not sex, it should, some, it should be something that leads up to sex. Give me a massage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the gift. And then we have sex. Or, <laughs> or some lingerie. Your idea is great. Your idea is with the interns in here. That's the greatest boomerang gift ever right Well, there. you got to wear it. No. <laughs> Not happening. Are you saying what? No, I, I, you got to know your guy. I think that's what it comes down to. Like, yeah. if you're a man and you don't like gifts on Valentine's Day, that that's fine for you. Like, you're entitled to that opinion. You don't speak for all men. Don't take gifts out of my life. I, <laughs> I, that's your thing. Like, I, I don't need a gift. I'm not that guy. Like, I wouldn't be mad if I didn't get one. But if you go out your way to get me something that I love, it, I would be very appreciative of it. I think guys get the short end of the stick on gifts all the time. Yeah. Christmas, birthdays, all of them. So, like, why completely take away Valentine's Day. I, I mean, think men deserve the love and appreciation just like men. women. At, at minimum, a card with something heartfelt yes, in it. For sure. For sure. I mean, because I do. I get my husband a card from me. I get a card from the dogs and I get a card from Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. something. I mean, because if she showed up empty-handed on Valentine's Day, then you're definitely feeling a certain way. Especially if you showed up with a handful of yes, gifts. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay, so can this lead down the an, another path of like what we do with kids for Valentine's Day? Because I know it's supposed to be like a romantic holiday, but some people view it as a ho- like a holiday for love and that you can show like other people in your life love, like your kids. Like I couldn't help myself. There's so much. I signed up to help out with my kid's Valentine's Day party at his preschool. And I was in charge of like the um, decorations and the plates and napkins and stuff. And there's so much cute stuff. And I know it. It's commercialized. Like they're marketing and they're marketing really well, especially at Target in the dollar bin Mm -hmm. section. Um, But yeah, I got I got Jimmy a Valentine's Day gift from Mama. Yeah, I think that's cool. Especially if your kids are super, super young like that. Yeah. Dads to get their daughters like, yeah. Some flowers. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all. Do you get your kids anything? I did because I felt like I'd be a bad mom if I didn't, <laughs> no, I didn't want so to. <laughs> I also think there's a certain element of a girl that grows up is going inevitably to look for a man the way her dad treated her. Mm-hmm. So if dad gets her flowers and a card for Valentine's Day, she should expect that from a man when she gets older. All right. So whenever my son finds his mate, just know he likes gummy bears and dinosaurs. <laughs> I know you're worth, King. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.